Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Terry. Hi. Somehow we jumped right back on. (laughs) Good, because everybody's seeing me stare at a computer getting really frustrated. Oh, I'm going to disable that device. It was split. It's normally supposed to go right to our little uh, Smashbox after show thing, but uh, it didn't go to that. Hey. Hey, Terry. That's better. Way better. Welcome to the after show, everybody. This is how it gets started with us not knowing what the hell we're doing. (laughs) To be fair, it was pretty obvious what I needed to be doing. I don't know what the hell you were doing, but regardless, here we are. I have a little script. I push a button. It normally runs through and oh, and you went away. Nice. Um, and it normally goes through and does all the little stuff. It goes to the Smashbox page. I come here. I, I run. I, I do some things. Guess what? Weird. I changed shirts because well, I want to know way. if the different colored shirt would matter if it make me look less Simpsons-y and yellow as opposed to the black shirt with mm. the black background. So we'll see. Well, either way, welcome everyone. This has Smashbox TV's podcast, 415's After, after show. show. Johnny V, our world class. Like, I have an excuse. I'm not technically capable. All right. Of much at all. <laughs> exactly. You, on the other hand, should have this down. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't trust me with that. All right. I'm, All right. Well, my goal everyone... is to have it down by episode 500. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold your breath on that either. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, that's why we need someone like Dust Esports out there. Dustin, hope you're well, buddy. Uh, you, you say, hey there, crew. How's it going? If it's not obvious, it's not going great here. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe he should be pressing some buttons and helping us out. But either way, welcome, everyone. It's the after show. As always, once we get the tech figured out, we will talk about things both disc golf and non-disc golf related. If you've got anything, it's usually easiest to put it into the YouTube chat. We'll try to directly react and or answer questions or find a tangent for you to uh, go off from there. But I wanted to quickly open with the fierce 
documentary. And first and foremost, Wednesday evening. So less than 24 hours from this moment, if you're watching this on Tuesday night, um, there is a live Q&A with Wilson, uh, the gentleman that put it all together, along with Paige. And I believe I'm, in fact, the moderator, MC host person. And I believe it's at 8 p.m. Central. That's when I'm showing up anyway. 8 p.m. Central time. Figured out what that means for all the other time zones. But 8 p.m. Central. And that's going to be Disc Golf Network. I assume Disc Golf Network. That's actually a great point. I don't know where it is. I just know I have to turn on the camera. Um, where we're going to go over. And, and Paige had tagged me today in a post saying, you ready to ask me all the questions? And I believe a lot of people have submitted questions. I think there's already uh, a ton of those that have been um, put through. I'll go through them. I'll look at them. I'll largely use that as my as my frame of reference and my template. But hopefully I come up with something mildly insightful to ask one or both of them as we kind of weave throughout those questions. So that's taking place a live Q&A tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Now... By a show of hands or a comment in the YouTube chat, tell me how tell me how many of you have seen it. They can't, Johnny. There, there hasn't been. It hasn't. Oh yeah, it literally mind. drops tomorrow, okay, Terry. By a show of hands, no, no, no. Okay, nobody, no, no. <laughs> there are a few. No, that's media not true because some people have seen it. There are a few media yes. outlets that okay. got early access to it. That is correct. Okay, um, but the general populace has not had a chance to see it. It releases. Okay on wednesday so if you're listening to this oh. not live you know or terry terry is just talking to the people because this is going to the audio version of this is going to drop on friday so that's who's terry's talking yeah. to clearly yeah that's what i'm talking to no, uh, i apologize i i was forgetting that it was released largely to some media outlets such as yourself and i and mm-hmm. and a few others um so I did have the chance, and I have not had a conversation with Paige about this, but I did have the chance to consume it this weekend. And I, I, I obviously don't, well, there, I don't know if there's anything to spoil. I enjoyed it. I am, here's my biggest takeaway. I, I was going to say I'm excited for other disc golfers to see it, but I don't know if I am. I'm excited for the general population to somehow find it. How and when that's going to happen, I don't know. I think that's part of the next hurdle. Here's my big takeaway, though. Whether you loved it or hate it, Johnny, or I love it or hate it, or or everyone here loves it or hates it, I don't, I don't think this is made for us. Is it made and, for a non-disc golfer? That's what I'm wondering is, will, will it grab and hold the attention of someone who doesn't know anything about disc golf. I think to me now, Paige, whoops, can correct me tomorrow. Wilson can correct me tomorrow if I'm wrong. I feel like that's probably the biggest question because if that was the intent at all, because if she's catering, if they are catering to the disc golf community, I think the disc golf community is going to love it. If it's meant for the general public, I, they could love it or hate it. But my point is, is it meant for them? Because I think for our disc golf community, we're so ingrained. We're so in tune. You know what happened at the World Championships last year, right? So 
there's so much more to the story than that. But I just I I feel like we're looking at it with very potentially with very narrow lenses already because we're in the disc golf community. And so to me, I'm excited to hear and to see when we have a reaction from the general public. That to me, I think is the biggest unknown and variable here. So um, I'll be excited. Um, So maybe a better question to ask is like, how many of you have paid for it? How many of you, because I saw a lot of people saying, I've already paid for it. I'm on it. Let's do it. And others are saying, no, 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 I, I would never do that. I'm, I'm it's, either can't afford it or I'm just too cheap or I don't like her or whatever. I mean, everybody's got a reason and that's your reason. It's six additional dollars um, if you're a DGPT or I'm sorry, a DGN subscriber. It's $12, I believe, if you are non-DGN subscriber and you just want to watch the Fierce documentary. Yeah. Mm, wait, say that again. If you're a DGN subscriber $6. already. It's six dollars. Yep. If you are not a DGN Correct. subscriber, it is twelve dollars. Fairly okay. certain. Yes, I believe that's exactly the case. And I think the number one challenge, or maybe even criticism, that she's received, and it's even out here on our board right now as well, is that people had felt like I was part of a Kickstarter, or in this case, it was an Indiegogo. I was part of an Indiegogo. I supported her there and supported the documentary. I don't like that now here it is and there's a screening for it and you'd like me to do a pay-per-view to watch it. That is absolutely a a thread that's out there. And I can I can understand now there's more to it. And it's, it's not like Paige is putting this money in her pocket and all that. But I can understand that sentiment. Some people very much saying, hey, I've supported this already. And I'm not going to support it anymore. I, I feel like, you know, I did my part. Some people have said, I didn't support it before. And I'm certainly not going to pay for it now. I, I watch free content. I can watch free post-production any day I want for free. I'm not going to pay for something like this. That's certainly been a sentiment out there. Um, there's, I think there's other people that are like, hey, I supported the Indiegogo, and I want to support purchasing it. It means bigger things. It has different opportunities to it, and I'm just happy to support it. And what's $6 to me? That's a fair you know, perspective as well. It's It's certainly all over the board as to how people are responding. But I feel like by and large, the number one train of thought is I've supported it and, or I get free content. I can't see paying for a a pay-per-view to watch this, to watch this uh, documentary or this, you know, full feature length movie. We have a poll. Here's what I'll add on on our YouTube right now going Um, 31, Mm -hmm. 32 votes so far. Just about 70% say that they're, they're going to watch it, and 30% say they will not. Okay. Here's the other thing I'll say to it, and this is not her fault. I feel like a an option to view this via pay-per-view is coming at a terrible time. And I mean that because there are a lot of people that are still very frustrated or were frustrated 
with the idea of a pay-per-view model that existed at all for the European Open. And never mind that they don't understand or agree with, you know, whatever happened with that model. And that's not a Disc Golf Pro Tour event and blah, 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 blah. I'm not about to, you know, try and make sense for everybody on that yet again. But I just feel like the timing really hurt. And it maybe hurt a little bit for the Disc Golf Network, and it definitely hurt a little bit for the actual project itself. If if there was out of thin air this and this was released in the middle of January, and it's like, hey, we've got this, you know, this great, you know, full length documentary, and here it is in a six dollars, I feel like a lot of people are more inclined to be like, Yeah, that that sounds like something I can get behind. But I feel like coming on the heels of some frustrated or misunderstood patrons from the European Open certainly hurt this as well. Does that does that seem logical, Johnny? Sounds logical, yeah. So, and right or wrong, I, again, everyone's got their feelings about it. I'm not telling you how to feel about it. I know how I feel about it. I'm just saying that's, I think that certainly is adding to this uh, overall, you know, and David C just moments ago says 1199. That that's a no for me, dog. Uh, and I'm sure he would insert the uh, uh, the American Idol. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Randy. Uh, the American Randy. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Ran, the Randy GIF, if he could. And and I get it. I'm I'm not. I'm not. Again, I. If it's something that, you know, doesn't suit you or you're not the biggest fan, I, I would encourage you because it's bigger than j- just Paige. But if if it's a no from you, I, I understand. Um, Pat Hamill says, I'm not going to watch the Paige documentary tomorrow. If I have an option to watch it later, then maybe. Okay. Um, probably, once I- you buy it, if you have it, and you should have it in your pay-per-view section, you're on the DGN account. Okay, yeah, I'll probably not watch it tomorrow either. I'll, but I will more than likely watch it either this weekend or early next week. Uh, if uh, it depends what happens, if if I if I can find time, I might I might try to squeeze it in um, over the next two days. But I can't promise anything. Life has just been busy lately. So. But it's not yeah, a money. It's um, definitely not a money thing because I can watch it for free. Yeah, you're you're loaded. You could you should buy like a hundred. That's a no dogs for people. Just <laughs> give them away. <laughs> Come, you're such a jerk. Anyway, why would I do that? Um, when I can just log into the I, back end and give them away. <laughs> just give away a bunch of codes. <laughs> That's what you should do. I would never Whoops. do that, Jeff. Did I accidentally generate a bunch of codes and then give them to everybody? Actually, um, I don't think I can generate codes. I think that's they've got that restricted mm-hmm. for me. Here's what I will say, if, if this matters to anyone, it is an hour and 45 minutes. Like you're you're not getting a a 52 minute. I'll just make up a number. A sub one hour like documentary that's ready for you know commercials or something. Like it, it's a full hour and 45 minutes, and you can tell that it is professionally edited. It is professionally shot. There's a lot of other throwbacks and references and, and other things that are all part of it. There's a little bit of controversy within it. Uh, there's, there's some bigger topics that, you know, we've kind of even almost touch on here semi-regularly. Like there's a lot of things that it covers. And I think some people may even say, yeah, there's a lot of things that it covers. It almost covers too many things. 
I, I this, could see that being one piece of feedback because it's, this is it's my not concern. exclusively the page story. So that, I, I do want to put that out there. And that was what my concern was. I was going to ask you, and obviously I'll find out in the next couple of days, how much of the documentary involves the history of disc golf? Because I feel like um, the, every it, it to me, it feels like every documentary we do on disc golf, even if you're talking documentary of the 2022 worlds, let's go back to Ed Hedrick. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. Like, we, sure. It, we've touched on this. how much time of the documentary does it spend on, like, the history of the sport? Uh, it, it lays some groundwork. Okay. Uh, certainly. I, I don't I don't know if I have an exact counter on the exact time. I don't feel like whatever it is, when you add up all the minutes, I don't feel like it's exhausting. Um, okay, and, and there again, I feel like that that goes to who's our market? Who's the viewer? Because if this is Joe Schmo, who knows nothing about disc golf, a little backstory and a little history or maybe even a lot could go a long way. Sure. Versus you, who who knows the story. You met at Steady Ed Hedrick. So again to me i think that's one of the most prominent questions is who is this designed for who is this built for who is this intended for to me i think that's that's what's crucial here um so there is a little bit of backstory there's definitely conversation about the disc golf pro tour the disc golf network the disc golf uh the national tour uh of course the pdga is in there and and i will i don't think this is considered a spoiler at all i will say some because someone just asked and said is does Cat do an interview is what Ray asks. And I think the best way that I could answer that is saying, I feel like Katrina is in a different place mentally today, in a, in a, in a even stronger place mentally today and more secured place than she was maybe at the beginning of this process. And my understanding was that, I could be wrong, but my understanding was that Katrina uh, was asked to be part of it and had just declined uh, to be part of it. And and I'll ask that same question tomorrow um, to, to be sure on it, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And it is unfortunate that there's there's not some additional insight from Katrina. Um, again, fast forward a year to, to, to present day, and I think if the same question was posed to her today, hey, you know, documentary starting, it's going to focus on women's disc golf, page you, you know, whatever. I think Kat would be, I think she'd be more inclined to be part of it. But my understanding, my understanding is that she was asked uh, to have some part of it and that she had declined to be part of it. And th- so that's one thought. I compared that with a fellow viewer um, and we agreed that that was that's too bad because I feel like Kat being part of it from an interview perspective could have been even more impactful. But Kat's certainly in it, of course, is talked about and and whatever. I mean, it's it's a really incredible piece on women's disc golf. So to me, it's not just the Paige Pierce story and her going after her sixth world title. It is it definitely is encompasses so much more. Did she than win that, that sixth one? Spoiler, bro. The funny part about this, no, the funny part about this is there's an alternate ending that wow. you can click on. Stay till after the credits. There's a secret. If you, yes, you, you stay till after the see. credits, uh huh. Nick Fury it, shows up and gives an her the world after- championship. And then the best part is Paige actually had me go out to Utah where I was, you know, did a few pieces of this. And one of my favorite parts is I come in and after the credits, I'm like, 
And we're here for the after round. And then like, it's a totally alternate ending. It's, mm. it's incredible. So yeah. Anyway, um, I've I've seen it all. That's what I'm going to say. I've seen lots of support. I've seen, you know, the opposite of support. I've seen everything in between. Again, most of you are grownups. Make your own decisions. Hopefully you do it politely, whatever the case might be. Uh, I personally enjoyed it. And um, I, fair or not, I think about the, the crew, literally the crew of people. I think about the hundreds of thousands of dollars of camera equipment. I think about the the traveling, the editing, the amount of people that are in it. I think about all of those things from a cost perspective. And then I think about what it what it means just to simply thank and and um help support a creator in Wilson and his team, his wife and all the other people that he worked with. And to me the six or twelve dollars would be a no brainer. I you, you think about all the stupid ways you spend six or twelve dollars like daily. So to me, I, I know I'm also a an avid fan and supporter overall, but I don't think the it's VHS that copy. That's how that's just me. <laughs> that's yeah. how hardcore you are. You got <laughs> the VHS the, copy. It's the limited. It's the limited uh, commentators copy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and and if you guys come back and say there's not enough Terry time, you'd be wrong. Um, there's, there's too much. No. Um, so support it if you want, don't, if you want, but just cause somebody else does and you don't, doesn't mean you have to get, get feisty about it in my opinion. So I'm, I, I hope we, I hope at some point in the next couple months, she releases the numbers. I hope that we hear more from it. I hope that it gets picked up in other places. I, I mean, it's. I'll yeah. And, a, and just to be yeah. clear, although she, she, uh, sorry, I'm interrupting you, but just to be clear, Part of the reason that this isn't like a money grab for the pay-per-view perspective, essentially in order for someone like a Netflix or Hulu or whoever to, to, I guess, like take it a little more seriously, they look at the numbers and the analytics of like, Hey, are people paying for this? Are people willing to pay for this? And that's, what's driving the whole pay-per-view model. I, I, I can't say that enough. This is not a, Hey, you know, she spent a, they spent a hundred grand or 150 grand on the project. Now it's time to, you know, try and get a few more dollars out of everyone. It's nothing like that. It's very much, this is a trying to provide a proof of concept to a Netflix or a Hulu and saying, yes, this, this is of interest. People are willing to pay for it. This is great content. So that's kind of the premise behind it. And I, I don't know that that messaging is as clear as it needs to be. Because I think a lot of people are saying, wait a minute, I gave money for an Indiegogo. I bought some discs at some point during the, the year, and now she wants me to pay for it. I, so I I think there's a little disconnect in the messaging as well. And I'm not making any commission on it and explaining any of this. I just I do like it to be out there that that's part of the overall process here. So, And I'm not sure that she knew that going in. I keep wondering all these same questions I should just ask her tomorrow, but I'm not sure she knew that going in. I didn't know if she would know, Hey, we're going to get to this step and then we really need to do this. And then we're going to have to do that. And what if we miss this deadline for a film festival? And what if we do this? Like, I just, I, I think there was probably a lot of learning that uh, was part of this process. So. Well, I look forward to watching it. Mm. So, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to you watching it and then and then us gossiping in a Smashbox exclusive mm-hmm. Patreon only conversation about it. Yeah. Uh, Spock says, I'm not interested in paying for a disc golf documentary, but I don't have a problem with people who do. Uh, that's a pretty fair and uh, and reasonable approach. I love it. Um, the sales, especially with a loyal niche community, will be so dismal it will ruin credibility. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I don't know how... Netflix executives work. I don't know how those number crunching, what that looks like, and then the conversations. And I don't know. I think another fair question is what's considered success? If 100 people buy it, 600 people, 2,900 people buy it, like I'm dying to know, like, what, what would deem it successful from a Netflix perspective? And I just keep using Netflix generically, but yeah, I mean, that could be who that's what I would, I would like to know that. Yeah, of course. Johnny, clarifying what microphone he's using. A Heil PR40. Uh, so here's a good question, since our mics are very different, especially tonight. Um, I'd be curious to know what, if the volume level and quality level is good for people right now. I mean, I haven't seen anyone largely complaining out there in our chat. But I, I do seriously want to know, because this might be the setup that's used for the next couple of days. Johnny, you would laugh. The world would laugh if you saw my setup currently. Uh, let's just say I had a hard time getting the the arm for that holds the microphone, getting it to uh, position itself. So <laughs> it's quite the rigged setup, that's for sure. All right, Johnny. So four rounds, Ledgestone, uh, you, you know, you kind of already explained a little bit of the media plan um, in any wild either predictions or thoughts for this weekend. Not really. I, I haven't. I think the weather is supposed to be decent. Hot, probably. OK. I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be that hot. Really? I thought I saw mid 80s. Like, not but... like like not. Well, like not disgustingly uh hot or or unbearable uh i'm gonna go to you i'm looking right now thursday uh 85 oh friday 78 80 so mid yeah anywhere between mid 80s we'll say highs so that's not that's not horrible like but it's moderate it's it's no it's it's certainly uh, tolerable, and we are not seeing rain in the forecast. Is that nope, correct? That is correct. Uh, a little cloudy, if uh, you're lucky. Last but, year. But no real precipitation. Last year, you're right. It was canceled the final round because we had all that fun. Yeah, it looks like Thursday is really the only chance. Uh, maybe a little bit on Sunday towards the end of the day. But again, you're looking at a 10 to 15% chance of rain. So nothing that's going to be... Uh, canceling any rounds like last year i don't really have any predictions for this year it's going to be different playing northwood black only covering half of it yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a i i know nate would strangle me for saying this but it's just a pro tour event like it's so hard these days to predict anything because all of our players are getting so good we only have one single 1050 rated player right now that's eagle mcmahon oh my gosh and he ain't even here no he's barely in it so everybody else has dropped down below 950 right now so the competition is as good as it's 
going to be with the with the difficulty of the courses that we're seeing. I I hear that it's I'm not a stats guy, but it might be compressing ratings a little bit, and which is why you're not seeing like the 1060 like we used to. That the courses are getting so much harder that it might be pushing those down. Um, again, I, I'm not a stats person. I don't know the formula. I've got no idea how life works. But okay. But yeah, I I don't know. I, th- I think you're going to see a good competition. I think you're going to see people complain about uh, Northwood Black and the backups. I think you're going to okay. say people hear people say they they dislike uh, Eureka. I, I think it's going to be a good competition. I feel like pe- Eureka's dialed in. I, I agree, but there's still people who like just dislike the course. They dislike the aesthetics of it that you throw over the baseball diamond. That yeah. there's the bridge, the you know, the water tower hole, which I think are all kind of disc golf iconic now, as opposed to when we first saw mm-hmm. them, it was just a literally people are like, I can't believe we're throwing at a water tower. You know, and, and now that's one of the most iconic shots. Of the year. Yeah. So I just in general, I think that, uh, I think you're going to see good competition. You're going to see it's going to be close, I bet. It's going to come down to the last. I bet you there are at least three people within two strokes in the last three holes of the event. That's my that's my bold prediction. Wow, bold. So not claiming any uh, blowouts. No, I don't believe there'll be a blowout here. Okay. All right. I'm going to read a few things off the board quickly here. Um uh disc blaster well beaming with negativity shocker uh so i'll we, just skip over a bunch of that as ray brings up we are Go getting ahead. Kristen to tar back so that's good she talked to her doctor and said that her elbow issue is a pinch nerve and it shouldn't be getting any worse and that she won't be doing any additional damage to it by playing but that she has a hard time throwing hyzers like that's where the pain mm. comes in when she throws a hyzer due to her pinch nerve so, I mean, that's great. I don't know how competitive she's going to be. We'll find out compared to, you know, the rest of the field that's been. She did just play a an event overseas where I think she rate averaged like 970 rating. So and, it seems like she's doing yeah. okay, but you, things are different when you get into the big leagues here. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully it would be great to have her back in, in the scene. Um, some people talking about uh, Bert Kirchner as to if we're going to see him or not at some point. I think he'll get involved. I think we're going to see him at some point. Um, it's Terry on the internet cuts out from time to time. It gets a little glitchy every once in a while where you, your audio kind of stutters. Yeah. So that's. I wonder. I mean, uh, the the quick test I did last night, and I'm guessing it won't get any better necessarily this weekend, is that. I was getting somewhere around like 75 down and 15 up uh, here at this hotel. So I I feel like that's generally pretty solid unless there's a ton of people that jump on this Internet. As you say that, um, your, your, your video froze up, but your audio kept going. Um, <laughs> okay, so there you go. So you're on hotel Wi-Fi? Yeah, that's... Great. I'm on hotel Wi-Fi. Um, but it was, like I said, it was 15, or I'm sorry, 75 by 15. And then I thought about us just having Nate Heinold uh, a week or two ago. And how I could go over to the Ledgestone office every night, but that was not, you know, a hundred percent spot on. So we'll see what I what I get figured out this week. 
Danny Hollis um, asked the question, Terry, what year do you think the PDGA number one million will be given out? Oh, wow. What are we at now? We're over 200,000. Yeah, we're at like 229 or 232 or something insane. Do you think it will be? I mean, 10. Do you think it's within 10 years? Yes. You think the PDGA will pick up about 100,000 people a year? We'll just say under that 70,000, 80,000 people a year. Yeah, I I, I would. What what year is it now? 2022. I think by 2030. I'd give it eight years for us to pick up another. Oh, that that is some aggressive growth. Though. That is that is aggressive growth, Terry Miller. Uh, I've heard of that before. <laughs> uh, okay, so maybe, maybe. Yeah, but that was maybe, like maybe that was not that, that quick. That was on your like back that was though. Like, it was weird. <laughs> the t- so your doctor said, Terry, that's some aggressive growth. Away. We might need to take a no, look. Speaking at which, that. I have. I think I have a little cyst on my back, and it's been there for year years. There's a tiny lump on my back. I'm feeling it right now for all you audio listeners. Ew. There's just a tiny lump on my back that's kind of hard, and it's been there for a few years now, and I've never had it looked at. I, I think that might you should happen. probably have days. it looked at just to. It's verify. like it doesn't hurt. I feel fine. It's sure. just this tiny little lump. Lumps even almost a, a strong f- phrase for it. No, yeah, you, you, I'll let you feel it next time, Johnny. You can yeah. describe it for yeah. the world. Yeah, we'll we'll do a Patreon exclusive, <laughs> Terry. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, uh, David John said I missed uh, things, but interested on the time limit and gender. Well, we we talked on that way at the beginning of the uh, hour. Um, I don't think we're picking up uh, one hundred seventy thousand people a year, Terry. I, I think I, I think you'd have to push that back to like twenty thirty. Six twenty thirty six. My guess, I could get behind that. Sure. Um. Uh, some numbers. Uh, land will be more expensive. Of course, Northwood Black. Who is winning? Both of you go out to Northwood Black. Who is winning, and by how much? Oh, that's so tough. Uh, probably. Probably you. I don't know about how much though right now. I mean, I'm, I, I yeah. feel like I'm a base level 930 rated player. Um, you give me a week's worth of playing and I might do better, but Northwood Black is so, that's such a tough course to decide because yeah. any I mean, given we, hole, you, you <laughs> could, I, for, I could walk up to hole 12 and take a six on it and you could take a nine and not even think anything mm-hmm. different. Like, oh, cool. There's three strokes. Any of those holes for us right now. Uh, our, our good friend Steve Held, yeah. who went out there, he's a 970 rated player. He shot 15 over or 17 over, and then he came back and shot a one over. I, I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I'm beating a 15 over on that course. I don't think you are either. It's just, it's yeah. It would be it would be difficult to say. I think Terry has a edge on me as far as skills, probably still considering neither of us play very often. But um, that particular course, ugh, I'm shooting 20 over par probably. Minimum. Well, Spock, if we put a hundred dollars on the line, then, then Terry then wins. Definitely, because uh, Terry because Terry, Terry always wins money. Back. <laughs> we could play for fun, or and, and he won't care, and I could win. But you put a dollar on that round, and somehow Terry <laughs> shows up to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ray, I'll quickly touch on it, and honestly, because I don't have a lot of details. Uh, but what we did see, if about a week and a half or two or whatever, sometime in the last ten to fourteen days. Nate Sexton had made a post saying, hey, 
my my podcast co-host slash producer hasn't been replying to things and there seems to be some sketchy stuff going on. So don't give him any money. <laughs> um, he's kind of ghosted me. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. And that went on for a couple days, I feel like. Oh, two days. And and then he did come back and essentially make a post saying, hey, I have talked to him. Sounds like we're getting things worked out. It, it was much more positive than all of that. That's honestly all I know. I, I know no, truly nothing more than you guys. It would be great to talk to Nate. Maybe that will be a reminder this week. And whatever he can share with me, I'll I'll be happy to report back or spread the, the word. But I can't say that I know anything more than you guys do about the scenario. Um, I'm just I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I want to make sure I got it all dialed so I can do that to Johnny, whatever, whatever the case is. So if I if there's a way that I can make out with some podcast money and then split. Count me in. So it's really more of a blueprint and a working <laughs> and a working theory for me than anything. But I'll make sure to report back when it's too late for Johnny to know. The 37 cents that um, you profit on this, Terry, will be <laughs> well worth um, Pick is Drew Gibson, Kyle Klein. Um, you guys are talking about various Tatar wins worlds. Obviously has the, the skill set. Uh, will she have the health and everything else to do so? Well, we shall see. Um, High Roller says I unsub for pickleball talk because I have to draw the line. I will say when I saw everybody at uh, Culver's earlier today, I think I was talking to Vinny and Vinny and Madison. I said, all right, what's the plan the rest of the afternoon? You guys got to round it at Northwood. Now what? Pickleball. That was the answer. I was like, all right, get at it. Um, David John says, personally, besides the place of play and competition, then how can you expect Nico to act differently? They fight in hockey. I, and, uh, I don't know if you're getting off on a totally different tangent. I don't feel like it's fair. I'll just quickly say it's not fair for us to then start comparing us to all the other sports. Yeah, they like openly fight in hockey. I mean, what other and the officials are and what the officials are paid big money in other sports. Yeah, like and like, there's just you. You, it's not fair to compare us. And, and if so, I always do think of like, well, so we do want to be like this other sport, or we don't. You know, we want to follow them for this, but not for that. I, yeah, I, I don't think. You know what? If 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 Nico talked to a a cop that way, things would have went different. And if Nico talked to a a judge that way, things could have went different. And if he talked to uh, you know, a, a, a second grade or a, a elementary school principal, things would have went like, clearly it's all contextual. Like, I, I, I just, I don't understand that argument at all. Yes. Different sports handle things very differently. Um, you also see players in the or players, sorry. You see fighters in the MMA press conferences, get in each other's face and sometimes throw fists at one another. Okay, so we're just going to normalize that. Let's see how tomorrow's press conference goes. I mean, it's just not fair to instantly start comparing us to every other sport for that way. Um, Ray says, Terry, are you going to do any live streams after MPO rounds wrap up and you get back to the hotel? Uh, that's very much on the table. Uh, more of this, uh, which would be on the Disc Golf Guy channel, there is a chance of that nightly. I did talk to Calvin slash 
uh, Zach Melton. They're unfortunately staying quite a ways away from me, but Zach Melton is, you guys need to pester him. He is very adamant on the idea of doing a nightly show and co-hosting with me. And I can't think of things that would be much more fun than that. I mean, Johnny maybe, but um, Zach Melton in studio in my hotel room, co-hosting a nightly podcast to wrap up the day's action. I do think that could be a lot of fun. So don't hold your breath, but it could be fun. All right, Terry. Important question. What is your go-to Culver's order? Like if you if you had to take an, uh, an assumption, like I'm so basic. When, when you go to Culver's, what is your most frequent order? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm super basic when it comes to Culver's. I usually a double butter burger with like Swiss cheese, ketchup, mustard, extra pickle. Uh, I'm too cheap to spring for the cheese curds, so I usually just go with the fries that are part of that basket. And usually I'm too cheap to spring for, nor do the calories aren't needed. Um, So I will not go with a concrete mixer, which is like an Oreo shaker malt. Uh, not Oreo, yeah. sorry, uh, a Dairy Queen shaker malt. That's more, um, the mix. The yeah. mixers are like a blizzard. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, Culver's is famous for their custard concrete mixers, which are just like blizzards from Dairy Queen. If you're familiar, and I'm usually too cheap to spring for one of those, so uh, I'll just get a regular fountain beverage, uh, which lately lately has been more often than not lemonade. But sometimes I mix it up. So double butter burger with cheese and fries. And then if I'm feeling really feisty, then I sometimes will upgrade to the cheese curds, and sometimes I'll I'll get a uh, concrete mixer. See, I don't get something that has peanut butter in it. I don't get the mixer usually. I'll just go with a malt, but very similar double butter burger with cheese, ah, cheese curds, and a malt. Um, yeah, uh, he, he, extra this is, thick, extra malty malt is usually what I would go with before I'd go with a mixer. Here's actually. my hot take. Culver's, oh gosh. fries, and curds are not very good. Neither of them. There's, I love the burgers. Uh, yeah, I mean that's wrong. No, that's wrong. Their 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 sides, their fries are are almost too potatoey, and their curds sometimes just taste off. They just I, every once in a while I get a good Correct. batch and I'll keep trying them. I will keep eating them because the, a bad I know. cheese you curd. Gotta give them another chance. A bad cheese curd is better than uh, a lot of things. I just don't <laughs> mm-hmm. love them. There are so many better cheese curds in the state of Wisconsin than those. I agree, and and those are just I I feel like those are just mediocre. That's yeah, my, uh, Tim. Take. You are a man, uh, a man of my uh, own heart. There, he says, "I love their crinkle fries and high roller discs." Is wrong. Who follows up with and says, "Yes, the fries are garbo, as in garbage." So, uh, <laughs> if that doesn't summarize everything, right there, uh, the two conflicting responses. But yes, Tim, I agree with you. I do like their fries, and you're right. Their cheese curds are very hit or miss. More often than not, miss than hit. Hence, I feel comfortable not upgrading to them because they're expensive and they're just not nearly as good as they should be. So I can agree with you there, but I do like their fries. I like soft, thick, thick, soft fries. I'll take them. Uh, Double cheeseburger at the spot in Kenosha is for dinner tomorrow. I love that, Dan. I wish, yeah, that's a good place to go for sure. Uh, David John says, when do you fly into Samui this year? Fly into USM, which is the Samui Airport. 
gas prices. So do not take the Surat, Barani, and the boat. It's a waste of time. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, David John. When I come to Samui, I will be flying um, probably into Bangkok, and then Bangkok over to uh, USM. I will fly right on the island. I just have to say this as a traveler, and I'm sure this happens in other tropical, beautiful locations and vacation spots <laughs> that I'll never go to. When you fly into the Kosumui Airport, which is an island of Thailand, their second or third largest island, and you're there for the event and everything else, you fly into an airport that literally doesn't have walls. Like, just... Think about that for a moment. There's like, there's not walls. It's an open air airport. And some of you are going to be like, duh, this weight is in Punta Cana or some other place I'll never go to because it doesn't have disc golf. But there's nothing like flying into an airport that's so tropical and so nice that they literally don't have walls to it. And it's just straw and other things that make up a what looks like a pavilion so it's it's a unique experience for sure has world's booth been announced danny asks yes maybe i think it's the same i'm not as last year or mpo right um no i don't well maybe maybe for mpo uh i think it's nate doss philo and Ian. I think so. No, maybe Philo's not in there. It's well, let Nate, me, Ian. Let me look. Well, yeah, I could look. You could look. It's Nate, Ian. And then is it Brian Earhart? I or think it's. Philo? Te- and now, gr- granted, this is tentative. Don't quote us on this. Yeah, this is unofficial. This is unofficial, but I believe you're looking at no Philo, and I think you have Earhart instead. Yes. So I think it's Ian. Doss and Earhart. I believe that's that's the tentative that schedule, right. but and you are and in on course. The field. Yeah. You're in a field, all right. Yes. Um so I have to ask Ryan Pilcher, who's on the board as usual. Ryan, where are you, silly? Why aren't we getting together? Are you you're down here, right? In the area? Uh, he's saying roll, that the roller says, Five making, Guys fries are trash, and he's wrong. No, Five Guys fries are all right. Especially like, the Cajun ones. I've Those never had the, the Cajun ones. ones. The regular ones are decent. Um, they're 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 pretty good. Um, but then High Roller says making fries sucks. Eating them is cool though. Anyone that's worked at a fast food joint can attest to that, including myself. It was my very first job. Worked at a place called Hanets in Appleton. Um, it was more or less a family-owned kind of Culver's place, custard and burgers. And I hated making fries because it was dirty, stinky. And I remember I literally worked there for two weeks before I was fed up with <laughs> uh, working in fast food. And I quite promptly got a job at Best Buy where I worked the rest of my high school. But I remember getting out of that establishment after hours and my car would stink like fryer. Yeah. And I would stink like fryer. And it was, I did not enjoy it. And just, it was not my thing. And I knew that after, you know, when I applied, they were like, cool, you're hired. Can you wear a paper hat and a pink bow tie and a pink apron and a white shirt? You're hired, son. 
I was like, cool, I got a job. And then very quickly I went, oh, this job sucks. Yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> Ryan, you say you're out by Eureka. Well, we should hang out. I've, yeah. Uh, I'm over in, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm in East Peoria area. Um, JVD, part of the Geek Squad. No, they really didn't. Did they even, did we no, have that, a Geek Squad yet? That did there not was just exist. a computer department. That did not no, exist. That, they did. That was pre. They did have like a small, yeah. they had a repair area. Uh, and they did have an area for computer repairs, but there was nothing called the Geek Squad at that point. I think that came in in the very late 90s or maybe early 2000s was the Geek Squad. By then, I was I was out of Best Buy. I think my last year was 97 or something along those lines. Um, but I rem- even I remember thinking, looking at the prices to, at the time, it was to install RAM and memory. It was like $130. And I remember thinking and going, they pop open the case and they push this thing into it because that's what memory is. You literally pop, pop, and that's it. That's it. And I was like, wow, they paid 120 bucks for that. Ridiculous. But there was no actual geek squad. And I did not do any of, I did not do any of the computer stuff at the time. I was into computers, but not like I am or became. Uh, I worked, I started as a cashier and then I went to customer service then I became a customer service senior. I was the mm-hmm. youngest at the time. I was told I was the youngest customer service senior in the company because I was just, Dang. I was like just under 17, 17, I think, which meant senior meant that I got to close the, the, uh, the store, count up all the money. You know, I remember sitting there at a Christmas time holding, it was like $200,000 in cash. Because everybody paid, a lot of people paid in cash and credit cards, a little bit, some checks. But just thinking like, oh my God, I'll, I've never imagined this much money in my life. Uh, I don't know if I've ever held more money in my life ever since then. But um, other than maybe a check for something, technically, when you sell your house and have to do, immediately hand it over yeah. to buy your next house. It doesn't feel the same. It's no. not the same as holding 200 th- And then from there, I went to the music department and then I moved over to the video department and I dabbled in a couple other ones to help out. But I think I ended my career in the video department. And and meanwhile, I worked at the same Best Buy, came yep. in a few months later and ultimately worked in the home and car stereo departments. Mm-hmm. They were kind of one in the same. If you got hired for one, you were kind of hired for both. And so I worked in the har, uh, the car and home audio departments. Oh, back store 027. Good old Best Buy, 027. Best Buy. District 003. Those were the days. Yeah, those were the days. So. I, do you remember your employee um, number? All right, guys. You, you probably don't remember your employee number. Y- you know, actually, I, that I don't remember. I, I think I remember the skew for uh, for a Sony <laughs> Walkman, though, or for a Sony Discman, because we sold so many of those along with the extended yep. warranty, and you always had to write down the skew for it. Um, so that I think I could probably uh, piece together if I thought about it, but I don't. I don't remember. That's funny. I don't even remember my employee idea. How many letters was it? Numbers. Mine was five. It was five, seven, zero, six, six. And I only remember it because you had to enter it in. I had to enter it in for every transaction I did on the register. So every transaction started with like a million of them. Yeah. So I I put it in a million times, but yeah. Yeah, And that's funny. I'd have, 
I don't. I definitely don't. If somebody said it, I, I'd recall it, but I do not remember what my. Which I would assume means um, I was like the fifty-seven thousandth employee at Best Buy-ish, five seven zero six six. Yeah, around like there, the mid nineties. Yeah. Possibly. All right. All right. Well, I think we're gonna call it. Um, I'm sure what? I'll see some of you tomorrow night. Uh, Wednesday night. Oh, you got a drawing. So what? You got that lined up? I was gonna say next. We can do. We can do this next week when you're back here. Okay. We've got okay. a disc member disc store box right here. Uh, okay. We'll be we'll mm-hmm. we'll be giving that away next week. Want to thank disc member for their constant support of Smashbox TV. And if you know, we don't do commercials on this show. I know, but we're, but really we're not a, out. but we're not above them. Let me put it that way. So if you reach have, out to Nate's producer, right? reach out to <laughs> Nate Sexton's producer, though. If you'd like reach out to me privately. <laughs> All right. And get send me money. No, 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 no. Send me the message. <laughs> no, but if you're interested in supporting I'll Smashbox, reach out to us. We might be able to work something out in general. But we we tend not to do too many yes. commercials. Yeah, isn't it crazy? We don't like do any real commercials. Spock asks, ever. is it just the box or the contents as well? That's the surprise. <laughs> now you're thinking there, Spock. I like it. Thinking outside uh, we, we the box, very much literally. have appreciated um, a few of the people that have supported us throughout the, the years. Obviously, Miles over at Paragon and uh, Disc Baron has uh, supported us and all of our super chatters, you know, that have broken fingers have supported us uh, throughout the years, honestly, and, and, and outstanding Patreon supporters like your Dan Harbacks and then, and then, you know, hundreds of others. We, we do seriously appreciate all of you guys. Um, but yeah, we are largely commercial free. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you guys ramble about blah, 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 that's when I go to the bathroom anyway, it's better than a commercial. So, cause you're long winded. So, uh, but we do um, thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out. Uh, especially when you're downloading it and you're listening as you're traveling across country. Hannah McBeth told me the other day that she was getting caught up. She was saving up a few episodes. She had an 11 hour drive. I'm like, okay, that's like three three shows. Uh, And she definitely wanted to call you out. And I would wait for her normally to just join the show, but she wanted to call you out on how terrible your, uh, she goes, why are more people not talking about how terrible kicks cereal is? And when Johnny listed that as one of his favorites, I didn't list it as one of appalled. my favorites. I say yeah. I eat it a lot because it's in the house. My daughter eats it. <laughs> so it's in the house. It's usually kicks and cinnamon toast crunch. I would never yeah. did. I say it was one of my favorites. I just say it is. I eaten think a lot. I think we lost her as a subscriber. She, I told her, I'm like, I don't know how you can ever take anything he ever says seriously when he tells you that he eats kicks. And she's and I, like, I it's, know it's not so. that bad of a cereal. It's just a little bland. And you know, you know what the secret is? You know what the secret is? The kicks. Cardboard just needs some salt and pepper. No, 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 no. You you take a little bit of granulated sugar and you just sprinkle it on the top. Same thing you do with Cheerios, plain Cheerios. Mm. Gives it a little bit extra Mm -hmm. flavor and it works out. Then it it becomes one of the sugar cereals. No, I never said it was one of my favorites. I like, you know what the worst bang for your buck, but a really great cereal? Honeycomb. Mm. just giant boxes but it. but the honeycombs are so big that you only get like two or three bowls because they're so big <laughs> like it's mostly air in that box but it's tasty mm-hmm. man it's tasty okay well speaking of tasty i'm gonna find myself another uh 
another barrel-aged stout here in a moment. So thank you guys for joining us. We're looking forward to a great week. Uh, watch the Fierce documentary if you're so inclined. Even if you're not, watch it anyway. But uh, seriously, uh, we, we will be talking about it, and I'm sure more next week. We'll also have that uh, Q&A session with her tomorrow night. So if that suits your fancy, the Disc Golf Guy channel might have more stuff throughout the week. Tune in. Be ready. I don't know. We all know anything's possible out here. Uh, but, Johnny, I will see you in a few days, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking more disc golf when we do so. So that is all for Johnny V. I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy. That's been Smashbox TV's after show on 415. We're at the Ledgestone. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.